I'm Rev David. Thanks for joining me as I wander through life. Each week for the four weeks of Advent, I'm reading one or two texts from the Bible and then using Rachel Mann's book, which is called A Star-Filled Grace, to introduce you to some of the voices of the people in the story. And at the end, I'll always leave you with a question to ponder on as you navigate this season of waiting and preparing. Today, I'm reading from Luke's Gospel, firstly from chapter 1, verses 5 through to 24, and then continuing later in the same chapter, verses 39 to 46. In the time of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah, who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. His wife, Elizabeth, was also a descendant of Aaron. Both of them were righteous in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commands and decrees blamelessly. But they were childless, because Elizabeth was not able to conceive, and they were both very old. Once, when Zechariah's division was on duty and he was serving as priest before God, he was chosen by lot, according to the custom of the priesthood, to go into the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And when the time for the burning of incense came, all the assembled worshippers were praying outside. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was startled and was gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you are to call him John. He will be a joy and delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or other fermented drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. He will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God, and he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah, to turn the hearts of the parents to their children, and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous, to make people, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Zechariah asked the angel, How can I be sure of this? I'm an old man, and my wife is well along in years. The angel said to him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news. And now you will be silent, and not able to speak, until the day this happens, because you did not believe my words, which will come true at their appointed time. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah and wondering why he stayed so long in the temple. When he came out, he could not speak to them. They realised he had seen a vision in the temple, for he kept making signs to them, but remained unable to speak. When his time of service was completed, he returned home. After this, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant, and for five months remained in seclusion. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, 
where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favoured that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord will fulfil his promises to her. And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months and then returned home. Now, let's listen to the people's voices. First, Zachariah. It's an honour to serve at the Lord's altar. Incense rises and it's a blessing unto us. But the older I get, the more incense becomes a sign that my own life is dwindling, the way its fragrance burns and rises and then dissipates. My life has dwindled. I did my duty by my faith and by my wife. I played my part, but I was exhausted and old and unfulfilled. My wife Elizabeth is a remarkable woman, patient and clever, kind, but we'd never had a child. We'd tried and tried, but nothing. We're not bad people. We love our neighbours, care for the sick and the stranger. Each month her blood came and then we tried again until we stopped trying. I was busy and tried not to think about it, but I was ashamed. I am a priest with no child to carry my story on. I swear people laughed at me behind my back. I lost my faith, I think. I thought God had forgotten us. I did my duty and hoped that would be enough. Incense is a curious thing. Sometimes you see figures in the smoke, patterns. Sometimes the smoke dances. Then you tell yourself you're a stupid old man. But I know what I saw in the smoke that day. I know what I heard. But I could not believe him. I'd lost so much faith that when God spoke, I doubted him. How was I, a man whose life had dwindled almost to nothing, to believe the good news? How was I supposed to believe my wife was about to conceive? 
I could have laughed, but I was angry. Why now? Why, when my life was almost over? When Elizabeth and I were hardly likely to see our child grow up? I was furious with God and I told him. And he silenced me. I stepped out of the sanctuary and I couldn't speak. I'd filled the sanctuary with song. I'd always had opinions. I was respected and sought out for my words. And now I'd been silenced. Like a woman. I returned to Elizabeth and began to listen for the first time in decades. Now, have a listen to Zachariah's wife, Elizabeth. To be old is one thing. To be old and pregnant is another. I've learned to live with the first. I'm trying to get used to the second. I think I'm becoming adept at the impossible. I shouldn't have been surprised then by what happened when Mary arrived. She was barely showing... But I knew all the same. More than that, I felt our common cause. I felt our bond in heaven and earth. Do women have special knowledge? It's always sounded ridiculous to me. But sometimes when we are alone, away from the noise of men, we find our own wisdom. And wisdom was always female. And the spirit too. When Mary walked over the threshold, I felt my baby kick inside. It wasn't the first time, but it was still a shock. I was still getting used to the impossible. And when my baby kicked, he woke something in me. I stopped sleeping and saw the Spirit's part in all of this. I saw how the Spirit was with Mary and the Spirit was with me that the Spirit had blessed us both. Ours was an extraordinary blessing, a trinity of love, of Mary, the Spirit and me, a new glory coming to birth through us. And finally, we hear from Mary. And on that day when I sang, that day I met Elizabeth, I sang of how my body was full of God, and my spirit rejoiced in the spirit and all her works, for she was with me in my poverty and in my riches. And I sang of how, even if I am nothing to the power brokers, if to them I am just a woman, just a child, the wild justice of God had blessed me, and holy is her name. And I sang, and I sang of her mercy, of how her mercy will be lavished on those who dare to rejoice in her awesome love, who dare to oppose the mighty and greedy from everlasting to everlasting. For she has shown the courage of women and the toughness of mothers and scattered the arrogant and the overbearing. She has upturned the thrones of the powerful and exalted the nobodies. She has fed the starving and shown her fury towards the mean and selfish. She has remembered her people 
who walked in the desert. She has remembered our ancestors, our ancestors. According to her promises to Sarah and Hagar, Ruth and Naomi, Deborah and Jael, and their descendants forever. Last week, I asked you to ponder the question, what are you waiting for this Christmas? This week's question is this, as you listen to Mary's song, what is it about your faith that makes you sing? That's it for now. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time.